there, I'm Chris Allen, the managing partner of Black Solicitors. We're a law firm based in Leeds, West Yorkshire. Let me start this podcast by wishing you all the best. I hope that you and your families are healthy and well in these very turbulent times. The business world in the UK has been locked down now for three months, and things are possibly a little clearer as to how the next six months are going to pan out. What is clear is that there will not be an overnight return to the old working practices. In our daily employment team meetings at Blacks, we of course consider the challenges that businesses are facing on a day-to-day basis, but we also are trying to look ahead to what the next challenge is for businesses in the local area. And of course, in recent months, businesses have dealt with layoff provisions, the furloughing scheme, the extensions of that furloughing scheme, indeed the flexible furloughing scheme, And as per my previous podcast, what options are then available to employers when the furlough funds start to diminish? And of course, that brought many people to consider redundancies. So what's the next topic that we think is coming over the horizon? The answer to that is we're anticipating a wave of inquiries regarding the rights of both employers and employees associated with flexible working. So you could have entitled this podcast Rise of the Flexible Worker. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you'd probably just call it Flexible Working in the post-COVID-19 era. So today I've got four points I want to share with you. What is flexible working and what's the issue? Secondly, what does the law say now? Thirdly, how do you handle requests for flexible working in light of COVID-19? And finally, I want to leave you with some thoughts to ponder, particularly if you're an employer of staff and you receive requests for flexible working. So, what is flexible working and what's the issue? Well, the answer to that, of course, is flexible working can take many forms. It's not confined to just part-time working or job sharing. It can, of course, now mean home working, compressed working hours, term-time working arrangements, and even goes as far as sabbaticals and career breaks. Fans of flexible working can easily direct you to benefits, improve morale, productivity, better work-life balance, enhance staff retention, and wider, wider recruitment and attraction to a business. Some employers, of course, will point to those concerns they have about people not pulling their weight, people being missing in action when not present in the office and of course there is always that age-old position of we need workers on the shop floor but employers need to prepare themselves for an influx of flexible working requests in the post-lockdown world if not before there are lots of reports out there and you can pick them up in the media anytime you like which say that the huge majority of people are now expecting to work from home to some degree when quote, normality, quote, returns. So, will the government embrace that? And is there a likelihood that the grounds that already exist for refusing a request for flexible working could be reconsidered or changed? The second point then, of course, is, well, what does the law say now? Since June 2014, employees with at least 26 weeks continuous employment have been able to make a statutory request 
in writing for flexible working for any reason. No prescribed form, but the employee must explain what effect, if any, the employee thinks making a change would have on the employer and how, in their opinion, that effect might be accommodated. So you could imagine that would involve the hours that are worked, when they're worked, and where they're worked. Now, employers at the moment must deal with that request in a reasonable manner and notify the employee of the outcome within a three-month period. There's a potential penalty of eight weeks' pay if an employer fails to process a request reasonably, but in real practice, few employees actually pursue that claim in front of employment tribunals. One point that people often overlook is only one request can be made in any 12-month period. And where a request is accepted, the new work pattern represents a contractual change which should, of course, be reflected in writing between the parties. But here's the crunch. If an employer wishes to reject a statutory request, it can do so on one of the following eight grounds. The burden of additional costs, detrimental effect on the ability to meet customer demand, inability to reorganise work amongst existing staff, inability to recruit additional staff, detrimental impact on quality of work, detrimental impact on performance of employee, insufficiency of work during the periods the employee proposes to work, or planned structural changes. This podcast is, needless to say, sponsored by Black Solicitors. Black's is a law firm based in Leeds, and we provide a range of commercial, property and private client services to clients throughout the United Kingdom. Obviously, I'd love you to enjoy this podcast and then use our services on any legal issues you have going forward. If you visit lawblacks.com, you'll see the kind words that existing clients have had to say about the services we provide. Now, back to the podcast. So what does the law give you at the moment? It gives an individual the right to request flexible working. And let's be honest, it gives lots of scope to reject that request. So handling requests for flexible working in light of COVID-19. Quite frankly, I think the experience that we've all had over the last three months is going to make it increasingly difficult for employers to turn down requests for flexible working. Lockdown has shown that the majority of employers can maintain productivity and efficiency whilst its workforce is working flexibly. With the rapid rise in the use of technology, and most people have used Zoom, Microsoft Teams, etc., it's now easier than ever to hold meetings and interact with colleagues, customers and clients remotely. And the continued advances in communication technology is going to make remote working even easier and thus making it harder for employers in certain sectors to find legitimate or plausible business reasons to refuse a flexible working request. An employer's culture and values are therefore going to come under some extra scrutiny, particularly from the perspective of retention and attraction of talent. I suspect that offering a full range of flexible working and not just playing lip service will be an indicator of a more progressive, innovative and forward-thinking employer. Now, of course, the eight statutory grounds on which you can resist an application still exist now. But for how long? But that reliance on those eight grounds must be genuine. And I think that is the emphasis of this podcast. The employer's approach to this process must be genuine. 
It isn't just a tick box exercise. So finally, what points are there to ponder and what action is there for employers to take and to reflect on? When considering flexible working requests going forward, I think employers need to carefully consider these following points. All the signs are that the government is going to encourage flexible working and working from home. So if you think about that, then working from home to some degree is already the new normal. It isn't exceptional. The second thing for an employer to ponder is, will there genuinely be a detrimental impact on the quality of performance? Especially where there hasn't been during the period of lockdown. Thirdly, and I would say this, wouldn't I, does the employer need to look at their internal policies and adapt them or update them? Employers really need to start off with a positive mindset so that the likely outcome of a request is a positive response rather than an automatic negative response. Employers must be able to demonstrate serious consideration of each and every request made, including the employee's reasons underlying the request and how the requested work pattern might be accommodated. Fourthly, when you receive applications, how do you deal with them? What do you do if you get lots? And I think the best approach is to go with a first-come, first-served basis and ensure all decisions are based upon genuine business reasons. Obviously, they must not be tainted by discrimination or any other prejudice, including favouritism. This all sounds a little one-sided, but let's also look at another alternative to, to ponder. Is there an alternative to the original flexible working request that's been made? Is there a compromise that can be reached between the parties? Are the parties willing to give a flexible working arrangement a trial period? Let's be honest, if you give something a trial for a month and it doesn't work, then you as the employer have excellent grounds in which to say, we've given it a go, I've been entirely reasonable, but it hasn't worked. Either quality or performance has dropped, and therefore I want to revert back to our original working arrangements. Above all, of course, the employer is looking at retaining talent. I think that is absolutely fundamental going forward, and that is why great consideration needs to be given to any request for flexible working that you now received. So as businesses start to reopen their offices, they must ensure that not only have they flexible working policies in place, but they also need a corporate view as to how flexible working will form part of their business going forward. It's a yes and attitude, not a yes but. I hope that's helpful. If I or any member of the employment team at Blatt's can assist, then don't hesitate to contact us. Our contact details are all over the web and on the link which we, on which you receive this podcast. I'll finish with how I started. I wish you all the best. Good luck with your businesses and all the best for the future.